0: okay uh, welcome to the uh, the Inveroy podcast and today i've got the pleasure of talking to jay johnson uh, a colleague of inveroy same as myself and today we're really going to talk a little bit about travel security uh, obviously with the pandemic as the world returns back to normal you know the ability for employers to send their employees overseas is now stepping up and as jay is a regular frequent traveler to Various nice parts around the world. Jay's going to share with us some uh, some top tips of of how we can look after ourselves and and remain the grey man while travelling. So, Jay, uh, hello, how are you?
1: I'm fine, thanks. Uh, and welcome for the invite. Um, I uh, I've never done one before. It's my first ever podcast, so uh, I'm looking forward to the questions and talk about something that I think. Um, I know a little bit about, a few little tips maybe for the uh, for the new traveller or those seasoned travellers that may not have uh, realised that there, there are people out there that will take advantage um, of us of travellers.
0: Thanks. So I think it's important today is that we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what you can do to protect yourself as a traveller. Um, so I do think it's it would be remiss of me not to mention a little bit of this sort of the 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 admin that's going to take place prior to travel, Jay, I think that's I think it's yeah. important, you know what to do when something happens, and as, as an operations team looking after you we know what to do when something happens, I mean what are your thoughts on all that sort of the pre-admin that people might think oh my god, not again, you know
1: Yeah, it's very important Sam, and the pre-admin is something you don't see when you're travelling, you don't realise that, that team is there, and that team uh, you know as assessed your need to travel? And as you know, with any any risk assessment, the first question we always ask is, do you actually need to travel? Um, that is the, the first question that everyone should ask.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think before you put yourself in harm's way, I think the importance of asking yourself that question, is this travel really important? And I suppose that leads on to the sort of the intelligence part and all that information you can get from, uh, from you know potential agencies that support you as to as to the state and regards of a country that you're traveling to
1: yeah yeah you're perfectly right and you know with the the more common use now of our online uh, video chats a bulk of your work could actually be done before you travel so you also limit your time if you do need to travel which is also important
0: yeah, I think that's a really good point is that, you know, the, the use of MS teams now across all the organisations not only sort of uh, protects the environment, but actually says, well, actually, can we do this? But there'll always, be, there'll always be times when a physical meet is required for you to get on the ground and, and meet the person or look at the environment building you're working in from.
1: Yeah, you need that. And that's, then that comes to the, the sharp end of this travel. You've done that, that pre-work You've sat with your organisation, um, you've done the risk assessment, you've used your intelligence, uh, and you've spoken to the company on the ground um, and you build that up so that traveller has got the best possible top cover they've got while they're travelling.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, has has he or she, they conducted heat training, you know, hostile, hostile yeah. environment uh, training. You know, have they left all their next akin details of the ops manager? Have they got a proof-of-life form? I mean, how many yeah. companies use proof-of-life forms? It's If you get kidnapped, you're going to need something.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's all that pre-admin stuff that people don't
0: see, you
1: know, and it's, it's vitally important to have that because all the prep work is brilliant, all the communication is brilliant, but there will be that time where you are alone. There's going to be that gap between your organisation's cover and the company you're going to cover. And that's where you're travelling through your airports and your planes.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All, all really relevant and good points, mate. So, I mean, that's a podcast in itself. But what we're going to do now, Jay, is if you can just give us a little bit of your personal experience, you know, when you leave that when you leave that office and you make your way to the airport and you get to that airport in transit, what do you think is important, mate? I mean, things like hand luggage backpacks day yeah.
1: sacks. i mean I, I always i always break it down to three things what's what i'm carrying personally within my clothing what i'm carrying in the uh my hand luggage which is normally the most common one is your day sack these ones that you, you throw over your back and then your um luggage that you put into the hold and i, I break it down and what it go, goes into the hold is right, i can do without that if that doesn't tip up on the other side What's in the bag and what I'm carrying will sustain me for two, three days, maybe, until uh, we figure out what's happening with that luggage. So that's the first thing for me, is, is to break that down into these three segments. Um, for the, the hand luggage, which, let's like say, the most common one is, is your day sack. And, and they're brilliant, and, but they have lots of pockets. And um, they're easily accessible by those who want to access it in a crowded airport. And again, I I break this down and because we carry a lot of external stuff now, we have our uh, eye patches for sleeping and our earplugs and, you know, hand sanitizer, uh, mask gloves, because this is the the world we're in at the moment. I, I put these on the external pockets. I need them, but they're not vital. You know, if somebody wants to a rogue hands to go inside the pocket and take away my uh my small 50 mil shaving foam. that's okay i can live without that so that's why I, I fill my outer pockets with um and i very really, really secure them you know the zip door, or button um and then i have the main compartment and and that's my uh my for me personally the stuff i can't i can't do without you know it's your laptop it's it's your, it's your tablet it's the stuff you really don't want to lose and um, that goes in that main compartment for me. And uh, I also carry, I always carry a photocopy, a photocopy of my passport and, and travel itinerary. That goes in that bag. Um, and, I, and I'll explain why when I get into um, the personal stuff carry on me. And again, the other thing I do, which, which slips most people's minds, we're really tied to our mobile devices now. Um, everything goes in there: our diary, our, our phone numbers. And you got to think if that was whipped away from you, can you contact someone? Do you know that even one number where you can say, actually, I know that off by heart? A lot of us probably don't. So I just have two or three numbers, uh, emails, on a bit of paper written down. That also goes with my, my photocopy passport, and that's just in case I lose, you know, the lifeline that is our mobile device. Um, so that, that's the bag I carry and I secure that um, again because this is normally carried on the back it's really easy for someone to just to put the hand inside and you won't know in a crowded place um, so I secure it um, and I use a little combination lock and the only reason I use a little combination lock is because I'll lose the key if it was a key lock because that's the kind of person I am uh, so, I just have a little three three numbered person for lock, and then that's it. Um, and you know, just on this lock, don't go over complicated. It. it doesn't matter if it's 666 777 888, it's a deterrent. Somebody's not going to start filling, say, actually, I reckon this guy is a 111 person or a 2. It doesn't really matter. It's a deterrent, and it's something you need to be able to remember because we all forget numbers. Um, so that's quite important. If you don't lock it, what I do, I have left without this little lock um, a number of times. I zip it to one side. I don't close the compartment with a zip in the centre of the bag. I move it to one side, and that's because I carry mine over one shoulder like a lot of us do. And if that zip is close to your ear or close to, to the side you're carrying, there's, if you might be able to see a peripheral, in your peripheral vision, a hand that might want to um, test your security, or you hear your zip getting um, messed around with. Um, so that that's right. But obviously, the, the best one is you just stick a little lock on it. Um, shall I pause there to just to give you a, a, a chance to ask me a question before I move on to what I carry personally?
0: Yeah, I know, Javen those are really handy top tips. I mean, you know, reading, reading through the stats of people mugged in airports, it's just on the rise now. But I think, you know, if, for those of you that have been in the military, you know, we always call this like our first line kit. This is a kit that you just wouldn't want to be without, you know, but it's also a kit that can get you, you know, sustain you for 24 hours. If you yeah. get stranded, you know, have you got enough money to get yourself something to eat? Have you got enough foreign currency? Yeah. yeah, I mean
1: that. That's that's what I carry on me. I mean the other good, the important thing is is charges. Put that in your in your in your carry luggage. You know your day sack. Don't put it in your um, checking bag because if that does get lost or you get delayed, you're going to need your devices. A lot of them run down pretty quick. Uh, that's always you know, a good top tip. Carry your charges with you uh, in your carry bag.
0: I mean, some people used to carry uh, charging batteries, didn't they? But they're made of lithium and therefore they're quite combustible. and you might actually get returned. You know, they might get taken off you if it's a danger to the yes. aircraft. Yeah,
1: these little portable power packs, um, they, they, they do get taken away from you and you now get asked when you're checking your luggage and if you do have these uh, lithium batteries. Yeah, so it's, it's a good one, that. So... Um, that's me, my, my day sack or the one that's with me at all times and you know, just going back to to, if you're an unfortunate victim of being um, um, pickpocketed or robbed they're so quick and they're so practiced that you won't know until maybe an hour or you sit down to get a cup of tea and you think I'll just check my laptop or my, my tablet and it's not there because, you know they are slick, so it, it's Preempt it and plan for it. Um, So, on my person, now again, this is just a personal preference for me. I I travel with uh, traveling pants, zipped pockets. And the main reason for this is not actually security for me getting uh, pickpocketed, although they're very, very good deterrents. It's actually so I don't drop anything. When you're sitting down in the lounge or the the cafe, you're up and down, up and down, it's quite easy to to drop something uh, from your pocket. Uh, and again, because you're excited, maybe you're on a holiday, or you're traveling to work, and you're distracted with um, what you need to do when you get there. It, it, it's easy to miss these type of things, and you'd be surprised if you found an airport to say that you've you've lost your iPad. You'd be surprised the number of iPads they have waiting to be picked up. It, it, it's hundreds. <laughs> it really is a lot. These things just get left behind or they, they're dropped. Um, so, yeah, I always travel with, with zipped pants. Uh, like I say, it is a good deterrent. And what I have on me, I have obviously my travel documents and my passport. And I always keep these separate to my wallet. Always. Um, again, I'm doubling up. You could lose one, but to lose two, it, that's that's really unfortunate. Um, and the other reason that I keep them separate is your passport is out more often than others. And so is your ticket. You're always checking your ticket. Even though you know your gate number, you'll check it three or four times just to check again. So this stuff you're always taking out. You don't want to be doing that in the same pocket as your wallet or opening your wallet to take your passport out because you're just showing people what you've got. And people are looking for this and say, look at that, that guy's got a a whole list of uh, corporate uh, visas. I I, I like that. I follow him and uh, they can lift it. If uh, if you're unaware, so I always keep them separate, and I always carry cash. And dollar is the travelling king; it's accepted in, in almost every place. Uh, and and that's my my third line. If I have lost my wallet, um, and I've lost the cards, you, you've got to eat. You, you've got to be able to maybe get a taxi to to an airport, or you know, while you sort out your contact your company and the embassy or whatever you need to do to retrieve your passport and travel documents and i normally keep that separate as well um and they're with me so i've got these these three levels it can lose me my luggage it's not a problem i've got me me, me traveling bag and what on yourself and that'll sustain me for two or three days if i lose that then i've got hopefully i've still got my wallet with my cards cash and my passport that's on me and my mobile phone because that's always in our pockets. And that'll sustain me for 24 hours maybe until I can make those calls and activate um, the, the the top cover which should be provided by uh, you know your company or the company you're traveling to.
0: Yeah. I mean Jay again, again really salient points. I mean, I know I've been traveling myself and I'm going through countries where, you know, the crime rate's higher. You know, trying to keep a, a low profile to the potential assailant or the mugger. You know, I've noticed that, you know, we've got uh, men have a tendency to wear great, big, shiny watches because it's a, yeah. a show of haven't I done well for myself? Where actually it might be an idea just to take that shiny watch off and yeah. have like a cheap digital on, you know, also carry maybe a, a fake wallet that you could actually give to someone. If you get mugged, they'll get held at knife point with some currency in. I mean, they're all little top tips. Have you used them yourself
1: I have actually, yeah, yeah, and that's all part of the pre-risk assessment. They say, you know, I've travelled to countries where I've been told if you travel with that watch, they won't ask for that watch. They're taking a, you know, a large hatchet and they're taking your hand and your wrist to get that watch. Um, so I have used that, and I've, I've, I've got one of the, the cheapest watches I can find that that I know will work, and it's fine. If it, you, know, you lose it, it's not a problem. Um, you obviously don't want to lose it but uh yeah i've certainly traveled that way um I've, one thing i've not done though i've never carried a false wallet that's a good one i've never done that
0: yeah i mean if you if you have a false wallet with a few one dollar bills in and a bit of sort of wallet confetti as it's known as just yeah it's a cardboard to bulk it out you know that could buy your time just to throw it to someone with a knife or gun you know and they'll run off with it and you've still got all your stuff on you you know it's just thought yeah,
1: no it, no, it's a very good thought. Um, again, you know these gangs, and they are gangs. It's very really individual, Very clever, you know. They are watching you, yeah, and that moment of distraction, especially if it's still within a fairly public place, we can buy your time. It's a good one, though. No?
0: Okay, so let's say we've you know we've survived the uh, the rigmarole of the airport, and you know we've actually got to our, our sort of destination, our hotel. I mean. I suppose, you know, if people need to know where you are and if they're tracking you through um, through your phone, potentially, um, you know, we've all got sort of phones now that have got locating devices on them through uh, another organisation. I mean, I would definitely want to check in with somebody. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's very good. And it's all part of the, the, your pre-assessment um, where you will, you will agree with the, your organisation um, that when I get to the hotel... I will check in so you know I'm there. You know, a lot of us, you know, will do this by the the myriad of social medias, uh, but it's important that we have that that moment to the the organisers and to that top cover to say, look, I'm here. Once that's done, then you can, you know, do your selfies and post away. But uh, get that important one in first.
0: Yeah, I think it's important that, you know, throughout your journey, just let people know where you are. I mean, it's... It only takes a couple of minutes, but it just gives people that warm feeling, not just your family, but, you know, back in the ops room that you've reached your destination and, and, thing, and things are good. So, you know, we've talked about check-ins. We've talked a little bit about scams and thieves. Is there anything you want to say about scams and thieves, mate? There's,
1: yeah, there's some really common ones. Um, and, and the most common one is the distraction method. And, and we, we all help We're humans. We, we like to help. And when someone holds out, um you know, a, a gate card, says, I, I don't understand, you focus on that 100% because you want to help that guy, you know. You, and, you go, and he goes, what gate is this? And you you you'd even bent down. He holds it away from you, and um, which opens up everything. And his partners then have access to, to your backpack if it's on your back. It's a really common method, this distraction method. The uh, same with... know if you're carrying mobile phones you see a lot of mobile phones in the rear pockets um half hanging out of jeans easy target for these guys and they're quick they'll distract you it's out and they'll disappear into the crowd um so just be aware that i'm not saying don't help (laughs) please you know don't don't be a mean traveler if someone needs help help them but just be aware that it's a very very common way to be distracted and then um have things taken And a scary one that's on the uprise is actually where they get physical. And this happens not so much in the airport, but when you're outside where the security is less. Um, You'll get pushed. And as you get pushed forward, you only go forward one or two feet, you get a blocker who stands in the way. And that push distracts you. they will even take the phone from your hand. Um, And the person takes it, Goes away, and a blocker will stand between you and the person go away, and it will be distraction. He'll be a big man, and if you point the other way, saying, Oh, he's ran that way, it's just buying time, and it does distract. And if you look on, on uh, YouTube, you'll see see this happening in Europe a lot, uh, in cities, uh, not just the airports, where they'll do work working groups, and they even employ um, elderly people. And they're the ones that are blockers, or even the ones that shove you and say sorry, uh, because we're less inclined to get angry with someone uh, who's who's a little bit older than us. So it, again, it, it's on the increase. That it's very difficult to to mitigate against, uh, other than just be aware.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, elderly people, just like you and me, Jay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, basically, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, some <something, laughs>
1: greybeards and sore these.
0: <laughs> some something I've seen myself is obviously travelling to South American countries like Panama is the potential for people to miss, um, you know, that placeholder, of with your name on and actually yeah. go out and try and get a taxi. It's something that I've heard yeah. of quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's another big scam. You know, they'll, they'll promise you the world and the cheapest fares. Once you're in the back of that taxi, they can take you anywhere in that city that you do not know um, and then demand what they want. And you will pay it because you're going to be frightened, you're going to be alone. In and in a part of the city, that's not not desirable uh, so just be aware of that and, and and that should be part of your assessment and planning you know if if that man with your name plaque or that company's not there do not get in any taxi especially on marked taxi um it's just the exposure is just too high
0: yeah no definitely so you know we've we've sort of as i said you know we've reached our destination we've survived the airport we've survived the uh, the ordeal of getting from where we're going to a hotel i mean hotels. Hotels are—they are—they are strange things because first of all, they're all different; they're all shapes and sizes. But but one thing that remains pertinent is the chance of a fire or a bombing, or you know some type of uh, demonstration outside in high risk areas. I mean, what what are your thoughts on about choice of hotel, Jay, and actually living there for maybe a week to a month? So there's there's two parts to this. Um, the hotel.
1: You've got the security side of it and you've got the health and safety side of it the safety now depending on the on the obviously the the, the threat of fire is always there and i'll talk about that um, separately in a second but on the security side this is all part of your planning preparation and speaking to the organization you're traveling to because security like you to be higher up and that's just in case if, and if you're in a, in a country that's got a high threat level and we've seen on TV where we get gunmen running into the hotel uh, and, and getting off as many rounds as they can before they, they're killed um, or they find escape. A security like to put you higher because they're less likely to get to you. Uh, and that's a good thing. But on the safety side, you actually want to be as low as possible. So it's finding that happy medium uh, against the risk uh, you know, level. If there's no security threat, try and get lower down if you can and this is through personal experience I've been in a hotel fire 20 minutes after checking in um, and it's very confusing um, you, you don't really know which way you're going because you've not you know, scouted your routes properly, you know which direction you're going to and I'll explain that in a minute so the lower you are the safety reasons the better but it's that trade off and, that, and that's part of your pre-planning Um, as for checking in itself once you've checked into your hotel what I always do is I scout my route um, to the nearest exit and this again this purely through experience I've been caught in a hotel fire Uh, and what I do as a tip is when I'm looking I actually stand with my back against the room door I'm in and then look at my direction so if it's left I know when I come out the room it's left If you do it the other way around, as you're going into the room, go, okay, yeah, it's left to that door. It's very easy to be confused when you come out because it's actually the other direction. Um, And it may sound simple, but if there's smoke in that corridor, there's fire alarms, it's very, very easy to make that first mistake and go in the wrong direction. Um, So, yeah, scouting that fire escape, knowing where it is, is very important.
0: Yeah, definitely, mate. I I mean... Another point is I've noticed that sometimes all those uh, fire instructions are in Spanish or Mexican, yeah, me or they're not always yeah. going to be in English. So do your own route yeah. recce.
1: Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. I mean, I've stayed in the hotel, um, and I've done the route recce. And I opened the fire door um, to check, and I'm glad I did because there was a mattress on the staircase. <laughs> what? Do, what are you doing there? <laughs> that route was blocked to me. Um, you know, so I went to the other way, and it was clear. Uh, I mentioned to the hotel staff when I went down. But, um, you know, again, that little moment you go in there, your route's blocked, that little bit of panic sets in, your initial plan is out the window. And if you, if you haven't got a plan B, then it can quickly go uh, quickly go sour.
0: I think something also to think about, you know, we talked about, you know, sort of uh, fake wallets and, and the like is... Is, you know, something that if someone does try to break into the hotel, I'm not saying they will, but, you know, if someone tries to get to you, things are little door wedges just to secure your door at night to stop intruders, you know, random, random intruders coming into the hotel, a little door wedge in your pack underneath the door yeah. will save you time potentially to make a phone call. Yeah, sure, it's a good one. You know,
1: always put the chain on. Most yep. hotel doors have, have the lock. Always put it on, you know. Doesn't do any harm. It takes seconds to do it, and it's just that extra barrier. Um, it's almost the force the way in. It just gives you that little bit of
0: time. Yeah, definitely. Well, Jay, I mean, you are obviously a seasoned traveller and a man who will continue to travel. And I think it's important that, you know, podcasts like this are given out there to everybody to learn. Um, because every day is a school day and as and as COVID starts to or we get used to living with COVID and travel returns, we're all going to be traveling. So Is there anything you'd like just to sort of finish on, Jay, as I look forward?
1: Uh, Not really. Um, Like I say, it's all in the pre-planning. Think about where you're going, what you're carrying, and think about your destination. Do that hotel check. I've been there. It can make a huge difference. Just take two minutes to recce that route.
0: Okay, great. Well, Jay, thanks so much for your time today, and uh, bon voyage, safe travels. Thank you very much. (laughs) I've enjoyed it. Thanks, Jake. All right, bye now.